How's it going? This is Hub. Welcome back to another episode of Teen Titan Wasteland. Are you ready to talk about some Teen Titans? If so, you should start a podcast, because I did, and now I talk about Teen Titans all the time. I think it may be alienating my loved ones. Sorry, guys. Anyway, let's get into this issue. All right. Today's synopsis song is submitted by Brad Reed. Thanks, Brad. He sent me a bunch of them, and I'm stoked about that. Meatball parties are nothing to miss. Have some flying round meats and the synopsis. Synopsis. Brad mentions, as I know, that that is a reference to the Meatball Party episode of the Teen Titans cartoon, which is a freaking delight. Teen Titans number 40, August 1972. Written by Bob Haney, drawn by Art Saff, with inks by Nick Carty. Spawn of the Sinister Sea. Teen Titan Roll Call. Speedy, Robin, Mal, Wonder Girl, Kid Flash, and Aqualad. When you have as much money as the Teen Titans mentor, Mr. Jupiter, the richest and therefore most trustworthy man in the world, you're bound to have some weird hobbies. In the past, we've learned that he is an amateur time traveler, builds robots, runs a private space program, and is an avid geologist. Oh, and he also likes to dress up as a grizzled old balloon salesman in order to dose his unsuspecting teenage words with hallucinogenic drugs. So it doesn't come as too much of a surprise when Mr. J has a hankering to add cryptozoology to his list of credits. The polymath plutocrat packs up his titans and heads to Scotland in search of the Loch Ness Monster. Couple of things about that. First of all, why can't he just hunt humans for sport like a normal billionaire does? And, perhaps more importantly, doesn't anyone feel like telling him that the titans already met the Loch Ness Monster back in issue 17? Aqualad and Nessie shared a special telepathic bond, a few double entendres, and a surprising amount of sexual tension. Does nobody want to bring that up to him? Okay, apparently not. Jupiter and the Titans hire a delightfully superstitious old Scottish stereotype named Mr. Gilcranky to act as their guide and head out onto the lock. Mal and Robin scuba around below Gilcranky's fishing boat as they wait for the monster to show up and say hi. Nothing happens for a while. Then a ton of shit happens all at the same time. Wonder Girl sees an old Scottish ghost dancing on top of the water laughing at them, Mal and Robin are assaulted by unknown underwater assailants, and the fishing boat is attacked by a giant sea monster. Wow. Kid Flash hurls a harpoon at the mythical monster's face. Damn. When the Titans go monster hunting, they do not fuck around. Do they go out Bigfoot watching with grenades? Fortunately, the Speedster's missile reveals the creature to be a fake. Turns out rival fishermen designed a giant, incredibly elaborate amphibious robot to steal Gilcranky's salmon haul. Of course they did. Having destroyed the technological marvel by throwing a harpoon at its robot face, the Titans haul their unconscious scuba-diving teammates out of the lake and chase down the brilliant inventor-slash-engineer-slash-gruff-old salmon poachers who sicked the supposed sea serpent on them. Well, that rubs up part of the mystery. But who attacked Mal and Robin? And what was up with that old-timey water ghost? Gil Cranky explains that the ghost was probably the Black Earl of Moray. Huh? An underwater Moray Earl, eh? Hmm. Turns out that hundreds of years ago, there was this guy named the Earl of Moray, who lived on an island on Loch Ness and was a real asshole. He used to get up to all kinds of evil wizard shit, like resurrecting the dead, making people fight each other, and making salmon eat other salmon. Huh. That last one seems a little anticlimactic. I mean, creepy, sure, but a little anticlimactic. Also, 
This region has a real problem with salmon-related crime. Good to know. Anyway, a local holy man named Angus used his prayer powers to sink the island Moray lived on into the lock. Hooray! Problem solved. Only now, every hundred years or so, the island rises up again like a shitty evil brigadoon, and the Black Earl of Moray resumes his dark and sinister salmon malfeasance. And, you know, murder and necromancy and stuff. Gilcranky reckons that the hundred years are just about up, and whoever assaulted Mal and Robin were probably thralls of Moray, who had been ensorcelled and commanded to attack the Titans. Mr. Jupiter thinks Gilcranky's story is a bunch of hogwash and that there's no such thing as mysterious. The gang heads back out onto the lake to investigate. Mal and Robin once again don their scuba gear and head underwater to act as bait for the malevolent Moray and his thralls. Huh. Ghost bait doesn't have quite the same ring to it that monster bait did. Oh well. Once they are submerged, the Titans soon spot two masked young swimmers approaching the underside of the boat. Despite approaching from the lock's floor, the masked invaders have no diving equipment. Hmm. Water-breathing teenagers, eh? One of the amphibious aggressors starts twirling his finger like he's Jake the Snake Roberts calling for a DDT. The circular motion creates a whirlpool that knocks Gilcranky out of the boat and sends him plummeting into the depths of the lake. Robin and Mal try to rescue the superstitious Scott, but due to interference from the masked marauders, are unable to reach him in time. When they finally manage to get him back aboard the boat, it's too late. Gilcranky has drowned. Damn. Worse yet, Robin's pretty sure he recognized one of the attackers. He's convinced that one of Gilcranky's murderers is none other than... Aqualad. Okay, I think we all saw that one coming. After attending Gilcranky's funeral, Robin places a call to Atlantis and finds out that Aqualad is in fact in Scotland attending a nearby college. The teens pay their former teammate a visit. The marine teen seems delighted to see his old pals and introduces them to his new girlfriend, a charming young lady named Nurka McDuff. After they explain their situation conveniently omitting the part where they suspect him of murder, Aqualad eagerly agrees to help the teens investigate. Maybe a little too eagerly. While Aqualad is diving into Loch Ness, Mr. Jupiter reveals that he planted a bug into Aqualad's costume. Of course he did. The gang settles in to do some old-fashioned Teen Titan-style eavesdropping. The ploy pays off, as they overhear the aquatic ace confirming that he is in the thrall of the Black Earl, and that his gal pal Nurka can breathe underwater as well, and she is the magical evil daughter of Moray. Snap! When Aqualad returns to the boat to tell his buddies that everything is A-OK, the Titans ambush him and shackle him to the boat. Alad freaks the fuck out and starts raving like a lunatic that he needs to get back to his evil girlfriend. Leaving the rest of the team on the boat to guard Aqualad, Speedy and Kid Flash head into town to see what's going on there. A big storm starts and everyone starts acting like jerks and fighting each other. Uh-oh. This does not bode well for inter-salmon relations. Speedy gets a visit from Gilcranky's ghost who clues him in on some shit. Turns out that the Earl is planning on using his asshole powers to get a boatload of kids out to his newly risen island. Seems that anyone who passes through his castle gates tonight will be his thrall forever. Snap. After getting the heads up from Speedy, Kid Flash uses his super speed to rescue a group of schoolchildren who thought the middle of the storm seemed like a fine time for a boat ride to a mysterious island. Nice work, Wally. Hooray. Meanwhile, back on the Titan's boat, Nurka shows up to free her mind-controlled boyfriend from his physical bonds and double down on his psychic ones. Because it's not really a Teen Titan story until someone gets knocked out by being bonked over the head, Nurka smacks Mr. J in the noggin with a lead pipe and dings Wonder Girl's dome with a blunt end of a harpoon. Then she unshackles her bewitched boy toy, and the two make a dash for the gates of Castle Moray. Oh no! Fortunately, 
Mal borrows an unconscious Wonder Girl's lasso and manages to snag him before he can reach the castle's gates. Hooray! As the sun rises, Moray's castle sinks again and everything returns to normal. Well, except for the fact that Gilcranky is still dead. Because Aqualad helped murder him. Fortunately, Aqualad doesn't remember anything that happened while he was under Moray's influence. He returns to school blissfully ignorant of his crimes. Hooray? Let's see. Eavesdropping? Check. Blunt force trauma to the head? Check. Titans not telling their teammate about horrible things they don't remember doing? Check. Huh, this is the titaniest story we've had in quite a while. And joining us once again is my good for many things brother, Corey. Corey, how's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> so, we had a little bit of a mishap, and we ended up having to delay the recording of this episode by good, I'd say, hour and 90 minutes. How long is over the top? About hour and 90 minutes. <laughs> It's not an hour and 90 minutes. <laughs> it's probably about 90 minutes. It does feel like an hour yeah, and 90 minutes. It was a minutes. long movie. It was a pretty long movie. Yeah, there was a mishap and we ended up watching Over the Top and having some cocktails before we recorded. So, in advance, sorry. Sorry, guys. So, what'd you think? Our, it, uh, <laughs> she warmed the cockles of me heart. Although it was a little on the dark side. It was. It was a weird issue because it was kind of goofy fun, sort of. But it definitely had a dark tone. Not quite as dark as the one where Wonder Girl killed that lady's cat. Not quite as dark as that, no. But similar. Mm-hmm. You also brought something up with your Scottish accent, mm. which, flawless as always, Corey. Thank you. Haney writes a weird Scottish accent. Yeah, we've run into this not, well, old prospector, Scottish, I don't know. We've run into right. weird accents before. Yeah, we, we have. This one... His version of Scottish accent, I think I wrote down at one point, his version of a Scottish accent is a combination of a Jamaican accent and Shakespearean talk. Yeah, do they say mon? <laughs> like M-O-N? I think I can kind of hear like, ach, mon. Uh, it, it sounds wrong. I don't know. What's but he writes to, mon. What does that mean? Like, uh, like man? Like, come on, guys. Yeah, like, ach, mon. <laughs> guys. <laughs> That's directly related to come on is that yeah it doesn't really work he he does a weird combination of like he uses the word mon a lot like you would if you were writing a shitty jamaican accent right that's gonna and then d throws in a bunch of like tizzes and like old english and the synthesis of those two somehow creates a scottish accent yeah it's it's not great so is That's it, how old Gil Cranky talks, anyway. Yeah, good old Gil Cranky. So, is it me? It's probably me. Did the Black Earl of Moray remind you at all of Ian Anderson, the Merry Minstrel of Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Not directly. Um, the I first think... panel he shows up, I was like, holy shit, this is a dude from Jethro Tull. I went to a party in his backyard one time when I was a uh, exchange student in England when what? I was in high school. That's weird. Yeah. it was. I think it was his daughter was in the school where I was an exchange student and I had too much to drink when I was 17 in England in Ian Anderson's backyard. That's a nice story. Yeah. Wow. I wish I remembered more of it. Did you meet the Merry Minstrel himself? I don't believe I did. Ah, I, I apparently I was told later very nearly gotten got myself beat up. <laughs> what? I Young had, had a bit too much to drink. Yeah. <laughs> 
How could seems this weird, be? doesn't it? It seems so weird. I found myself charming. <laughs> Apparently that was not universally the case. I was mostly struck by the Black Earl of Moray that he was an underwater Moray Earl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they uh, they'll a just deadly moray bite you as soon mm-hmm. as look at you. Mm-hmm. Terrifying, big beardy eels. Wait, he had a big beard. The eels don't have those. I I haven't studied my marine biology too closely lately, but last I checked, I don't believe the moray eel is bearded. No, they're bearded. but the moray earl certainly beardy is. as hell, beardy as hell, and very deadly. Oh, well, yeah, it, it's, I feel really bad for Aqualad. Poor Aqualad. I, I mean, I guess I. I guess they're never going to tell him. I don't think they ever told Wonder Girl that she killed that cat. No, no. And and in fact, like one of the statements at the end of the book keeps in... It's, it's in keeping with the whole Titans. Like if their motto, if somebody does something... It, not even if somebody does something fucked up. If somebody doesn't remember something happening, we're just going to keep it that way. Yeah. They, the dialogue, the bit that I wrote down was, so nobody believes us. Maybe it didn't really happen after all. And then they're all like, ha, 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 ha. I understand that to an extent. Mm. Like, I get that you want to protect Aqualad from the knowledge that he straight up murdered a dude. Because he did. And he almost tried to, he almost killed Robin and uh, Mal. Yeah. Fuck it's pretty up. serious shit. Yeah. Um, all because he was like, I need to kiss um, Nurka. Nurka McDuff's lips so bad. Ah, uh, he wanted to kiss that Nurka lips so oh, bad. Nurka McDuff. Mr. Jupiter was also impressed by, by his... Yeah, he's like, oh, like, wow, shit. Aqualad's yeah, doing okay for himself. Right. I, I liked how... So, the way that he drew the Titans underwater, did you notice? Catch how he made the whirlpool? <laughs> like a little, like a dancing finger? What? I looked at it like, yeah, he he held one finger up yeah. and twirled it around. It looked like the way that Jake the Snake Roberts used to call for the DDT. <laughs> oh. And it's just like, yeah, just by twirling that finger, he ended up creating a whirlpool that drew everybody underwater and, and caused huge problems. Aqualad is a strong guy, and I was opposed to Jimmy the Mouth of the South Hearts platform that they should ban the DDT mm-hmm. in the WWF when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But seeing how powerful it is and that it causes Gil Cranky's death, I think maybe they should ban the DDT. Has it not been banned since? That's been a while. I know. It hasn't. People are still using DDTs in professional wrestling matches, Corey. You'll be shocked to learn. Whew. Okay, DDT has not been banned. The Fair Butts Act yes, not the, passed. The Equal we'll Butts think... Act. Yeah, we're still... Uh... We are so behind as a society. Uh, we have a lot Thanks. of work to do. Thanks a lot, Obama. People yeah. still out there DDTing. Not showing male forward window butt jumpings. Nearly enough. Yeah, it was a weird story. It was weird tonally. It. I, I was happy to see Aqualad again at first. But man, what's become of him? He's just fodder for... Bad things happening these days. Huh? It, it it seems that that is the case. He's just kind of lashing out a little bit. He is not though lashing out. He is be he's not in his own. He's not in control. Yeah, no, I know he's not in control, but I think that's because he's he's running away from the tight control of the Titans leadership and from Aqualad and he or not from Aqualad, but from Aquaman, and he's uh he's putting himself in bad situations and. Like going to a Scottish boarding school? Yes. 
by falling under the sway of Nurka and her her dickbag Jorah <laughs> her old dad. Yeah. It's like you will listen to Aqualung. <laughs> you will need my lips only. Dude, he has Aqualungs. It's ironic. Yeah. I don't think that was the choice. I don't You're know. not like, oh, I want to go get hypnotized. Well, oh, not consciously. I think subconsciously he's making poor decisions. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to blame the victim here. Uh I I I'm just saying I I feel bad for Aqualad. I I don't want him to be going through this shit. And I know he's not going to remember it immediately, but he's a good kid. And true to character, Robin, right away, was just like, Aqualad tried to kill us. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he did recognize Aqualad literally trying to kill them. Yeah, but he didn't be like, oh, he must have, like, been brainwashed or something, which, you know, most people... That, yeah, I don't think know. most people... Corey, I'm sorry, but if I saw you try to kill me... My first thought wouldn't be like, oh, poor Cory, he must be brainwashed or something. I'd be like, Cory tried to fucking kill me. Yeah, but afterwards, you'd be be like, wait, that's not normal. No, if somebody asked me what happened after you tried to kill me, I would not see, I don't know what's going on with Cory. I'm worried about him. I would be like, Cory tried to kill me. What the fuck? (laughs) Just lock that guy up. Get him some meds. He really needs them. Yeah. (laughs) Cory... I don't want you to try to murder me as drug-seeking behavior. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it didn't sound great, did it? Yeah, no, I... Okay, a couple of things from this. First of all, I don't think Robin is necessarily in the wrong in this. And secondly, Corey, don't try to kill me. I'm not going to give you drugs. Wait, I mean, you wouldn't, but... I'm not going to... You're not going to get drugs (laughs) if you try to kill me, Corey. Okay. Deal? Fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, likewise. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I I think Robin is actually behaving relatively reasonably in that. I don't know. There's kind of a chorus of dissent from the rest of the Titans because they're like, Aqualad was like an original Titan. Like, that's all fucked up. How can you believe that? Although. So he was correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, but, but the dissent is. I am pissed at uh, Kid Flash's response to this. It's like, sure, Gilhead was a real pain sometimes, but I don't think he'd try to kill us. I was like, that's the kind of shit you say. Like, that's the kind of, like, fun ribbing you give the guy if he's there and he's your, been your constant teammate. He's left the group for a while at this point. You don't have any nostalgia on your side. You don't recognize that he's one of your best friends. You're like, sure, Gilhead was annoying. We like, hey. have established that the rest of the Titans are total dicks yeah. to Aqualad. Yeah, it's not cool. I think they're just jealous of him and his sea-strengthened limbs. After this, they're kind of like... Also, he was in a pretty... I believe he was in a committed relationship with Aqualass at this point. Tula. I, I don't... Man, that Nurka McDuff was bad news. Then. Well, she was, the daughter he was enchanted. Well, she's the, the uh, daughter of... Uh, uh, Ian Anderson. <laughs> I went to a party in her backyard. Good <laughs> thing you didn't wind up enchanted. God, maybe I did. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's why those guys wanted to beat me up. Maybe Probably. I tried to kill them. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, English guys. Trying to drag you down to the depths <laughs> of the lock. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not in England. No. They probably but, got Okay, there. okay, and we are glossing over something pretty big here. Hmm. The issue opens up oh, with Mr. Doing. Jupiter, who is apparently a cryptozoologist now, who is out hunting the Loch Ness Monster. And by hunting the Loch Ness Monster, I don't mean that he's searching for evidence of the Loch Ness Monster. I mean they're trying to kill the Loch Ness Monster. Because Kid Flash has a special anti-Loch Ness Monster giant harpoon that he throws at it as soon as the monster shows up. That's pretty fucked up. 
Maybe I I just read it too charitably. Yeah, why did you think he had the giant Loch Ness monster harpoon with him? I just thought that was like uh, what are those things called? Like one of the thing you have on a boat when you're coming up to the dock to like grab An the anchor. Dock. No, to like it's on a like a pole on, pole thing that it's this is a boat thing where you use it to like grab the dock to pull the boat closer. He calls it a harpoon. Okay. And he throws... Okay, I'm sorry. We're going to... I know I know what he does. And, like, for sure, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill that dinosaur. He's going to kill the totally, Loch Ness Monster. Like, why would you do that? Just because you're worried about your boat overturning? Your the old harpoon, delivered with, with the momentum of Kid Flash's super-accelerated hand, finds its mark. Yeah, so it's, yeah, a, it's an old harpoon. It's a harpoon that they brought with them on this boat. But it's not when like they're Loch Ness monster hunting. I think it was just on the boat, and it was a like a tool of opportunity. I, I don't think they went out there to kill the Loch Ness. Why do you monster. think they had a harpoon with them on the lake? It's you know Scotland's a dangerous place. <laughs> yeah, so. they've got some big salmon there that you need to harpoon. Well, I think Mister Jupiter is going straight up fucking Ahab on the Loch Ness monster, whose existence he doubts. Although, although. They fucking met the Loch Ness Monster when they fought the Mad Mod. Mm. Aqualad had a very uncomfortable moment where he uh, discussed the monster's gorgeous curves. As, uh, yeah, hey sexy. Yeah, well he didn't say hey sexy. He did say pile your gorgeous curves in here. (laughs) It was implied. Yeah. It was, but I wonder if that... Yeah, Aqualad's formed a special rapport with the actual Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Not this weird fake sea monster. Who They've also encountered fake sea monsters before. Yep. And there's a point where uh, Mr. Jupiter, I guess they've called Mal and Robin Baitfish, was their code name when they were swimming underwater. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty creepy name. Mm-hmm. Not as creepy as Monster, monster Bait. <laughs> I was say, Monster Baitfish. Yeah, weird stuff. So... Did they ever... Maybe I missed why there was the fake Loch Ness oh, Monster. Um, <laughs> that's because it was salmon poaching. They built a fake Loch Ness Monster. To fool the people to think... To, uh, to steal poaching. salmon out of the nest. Okay. Out okay. of the nets. That makes sense. They must have been getting a lot of fucking salmon if it was worth justifying them building this giant robotic sea monster. Yeah. It's a valuable fish. And the best one we got. Um, eh. no, best, best fish we got. There's a, what other fish would be worth building a giant robotic sea monster to steal his description to of like, oh, the Loch Ness monster's real. She keeps stealing salmon. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I think it might just be a sea lion. Nobody knows. That's true. Tuna. What? That might be a more valuable fish than a salmon, a better fish. It's not a lake fish though. Well, I guess it. That's true, the salmon get in through the ocean connection that they have. That's not the right word for it. An <laughs> the estuary? ocean connection? The pathway, some some way that they get a from... A river? The, sure. They, they use a river to get to the uh, the lock, and that's why they're there. I so, don't know. Okay. They might be lake salmon. No tuna. There's, there's lake Yeah, I think there's there? lake salmon. Oh, I thought they needed to get to the ocean somehow. I'm no aqualad. There's a lot I don't know about marine life mm. and lake life. You and me both. The other thing is, St. Angus Eve. Ah. That's not a real thing. Doesn't sound it, but... No. I mean, there was kind of a St. Angus, and he had some fairly ostentatious uh, alleged miracles. Like, 
he moved some rivers around and shit, like, for convenience sake. And he made the winds pick up a baby at one point. Um, so, you know, objectively, pretty rad guy if he did that shit. Did the baby um, have it coming? or No, no, in a good way. Oh. As, like, I don't okay. know, like, maybe the baby was going to get eaten by a salmon. Ah, um, he's like, hey, baby, fly away. Fly away. And then, 50. like, okay. probably somebody caught the baby. Sure. Maybe went through a hoop. Mm-hmm. It was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a real showman of a saint. But their description of St. Angus's Eve, mm-hmm. that's not a thing. I think they might be referring, like, I think he's conflating a few different things. Like, mostly it seems like Halloween shit. That's like when the Moray's dead... uh, island pops up, right? Yeah, yeah, is every St. Angus Eve. Mm. <laughs> There's a St. Agnes Eve, which is a thing where, uh, well, Keats wrote a poem about it, and it's this thing where uh, ladies would dream of the person that they're going to marry and then would, like, maybe, like, feast with his astral image or something. If the ladies did, like, special shit. Like drugs? <laughs> no, like, liar... <laughs> Like, lie back naked and, like, put their hands behind their their backs. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds weird when I say it. And I don't make this shit up. Poet. I don't make this shit up. Yeah, no, Keats. <laughs> so I read this biography of Keats a while ago, uh-huh. and there was this whole section in it where... It, well, he was into some that, weird shit, right? Well, yeah, but the part that I was... When he was a little kid, it was like trying to say, like, he had been a poet his whole life. But he's like, even as a small child, he would often say a word, and then say a word that rhymed with that word, and then say, ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) He would often do this to his nurse. I was like, that is an annoying kid, and that is also not how poems work. Pretty good. Not bad. Wood. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) Ah! I'm a real Keats. But yeah, uh, my my point is, uh, St. Angus Eve, not a thing. It is possible, once again, that the research that Haney put into his work is that he didn't put, he didn't do that. That he just mentioned, yeah, he didn't research. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's likely the case. I really like the art in this issue. Mm -hmm. It's uh, by a guy named Art Saff with the inks by Cardi, and I think their style works really well together. It, it, it's it's pretty cool looking. It has it, a it comes across, feel. Yeah, it comes across looking pretty creepy and pretty sinister. Um, Very, like, what I imagine, like, Scottishy. It's all, like, uh, foggy and, like, damp and around the water. Yeah, and no, it, through it... Through the whole issue has that it theme. It looks, like, through. damp and gothic and Scottish throughout. Mm-hmm. You know what it also reminded me of? What? Is the uh, American werewolf in, in London. Oh, place. I can see that. Yeah, yeah totally. Where they're walking around and just like, man, this place is fucking creepy. These people are weird. Yeah. and But that's because they're seeing ghosts and shit, so. Well, also, like, even before the ghosts show up, like, Gil Cranky's a real... He's a weirdo. He's... I mean, rest, I, I hate to speak peace. ill of the dead. Rest in peace. But uh, Gil Cranky's a funny name, too. And he couldn't have been that great a guy because Mr. Jupiter says when he told the inspector how Gil Cranky had died, the inspector <laughs> laughed at him. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a reaction you get when somebody who has recently died, you say they died in an outlandish way. Yeah, it was like he died in a, a whirlpool. And yeah. I was like, ah, people die that way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it struck me as off. I mean, unless he was like, 
That kind I'm of trying to think, like, if, if you don't believe that he died in that way, that it is, like, some kind of superstitious story, I think you would get angry or defensive or be like, that's ridiculous. I don't think you would laugh when you heard how somebody died if it was somebody who had died very recently who was a member of your community if you disbelieved the story. Unless Mr. Trumpner was like, he farted into a pie and it killed him. <laughs> See, that's an appropriate reaction. But I don't think that's what Mr. Jupiter is. Nobody has ever died that way home, ever. I'm confident of it. I bet somebody has. In all the history of the world. In the history of man, you don't think anybody has ever died by farting into a pie. I think lots of people have farted in pies, probably accidentally. I don't think it killed anyone. Now who's being naive? It's you. That's not your call, man. <laughs> it is, and I just made it. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up? No, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I think we're good. Okay. Um, so okay. Uh, dialogue, maybe. Dialogue. What was your favorite dialogue? I actually wrote down several things. I I didn't feel like there was a great deal of the sort of slang type bits that we okay. go for, but there were there was some. There were a few turns of phrase that that amused me, and a lot of them happened in this kind of. I don't know what the word for it, like off-screen sort of way, where it's a little bit hard to tell who is saying what. Right. But I attribute most of those that, that cracked me up to Mal, because he tends to have my favorite dialogue okay. in these. And one, this one I'm pretty sure is Mal. And it's where I think Mr... It's either Robin or Mr. Jupiter has bugged Aqualad's uniform. Oh, yeah, dude, that was fucked up! That's I know it, it worked out okay. Me. That What's is 100% Mr. Jupiter's way. But, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's par for the course at this point. But the other Titans are surprised. Which, yeah. They like, shouldn't be they at should this be point. Used to that. He's yeah, already think... gassed you with hallucinogenic balloons. He's done all this <laughs> other fucked up shit. Like, why is it? He little... implanted a tracking device in Ganark. Right. A listening device is like... Yeah, just, just like... he put a bug in Aqualad's uniform. I don't know why he was inside of Aqualad's uniform to plant that bug. Well, he just wanted to know what was going on. No, I, I know why he did it. I don't okay. know... What is why? Aqu- yeah, what is excuse? Like, I need to press your. Excuse me, just a second, short. Aqualad. Let me. Uh, uh, what's this? I, I. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how it went down. Anyway, as a result of that, uh, they're listening in, trying to hear what's going on. Uh-huh. And I think it's Mal who says, "What gives? All the sonar we'll pick up is salmon wrapping." <laughs> that just cracked me up because I got this picture of like salmon like spitting rhymes yeah i don't think that's spitting rhymes rapping i think no meant, just like, meant talking about like that. when the teacher uh would put his chair and like sit in his chair backwards and and be like hey let's rap yeah yeah i think he meant that kind of shit oh i know it's just the turn of phrase cracked me yeah no it's pretty good and uh so let's see i had one where uh speedy is disbelieving gil cranky's story about saint angus and the Moray Earl. <laughs> That's right, the be- bearded eel. Yeah. And he says, Groovy story, Gil Cranky. But like the creature, I'll bet it's pure bunk. Mm. But I like the groovy story because it reminded me again of in the Dog Island story mm. with Wonder Girl when he he's like, ah, I feel like I got clotheslined. And Mal said, cool story. Yeah, cool story, bro. <laughs> or cool theory, I think he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that was good. But it reminded me of that, and I like the uh, groovy story. Go cranky. Indeed. Yes. You had another? I have a few. 
Okay, I, I, just, I don't know which one is best. But uh, another of my favorites it was on page twelve, and it was Aqualad when he's like uh, hanging out with his his, his cute girlfriend. Nurka. Yep, yep, Nurka McDuff, and they both got um, kilts and stuff at their boarding school or whatever it is, the university. Yeah, and he runs on the rest of the Titans, and he says, "Yes, I live and breathe H two O." Yeah, like if it's not the rest of you guys. But yeah, I, but he's not breathing water at the time. He's. I just yeah. I, it just no, seemed like a, nice. a, a cute like awkward. That's nerdy totally an Aqualad thing that he would say. Mm-hmm. I bet he's been practicing that. Yeah, exactly. Like he just had it ready to go. No, I like that too. One more that I think is my favorite, and it's, and I think it's Mal again. It's on page thirteen. He says, "Right on, man." To me, the lock is just one big creep sewer. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. <laughs> That's pretty good. Creep sewer. Creep sewer. Yeah. That's what... Uh, he hates Loch Ness. Don't go there, man. No, it's man. full of chuds and who knows what. Ugh, just... just Not just chuds, but like chuds that are really clingy. Like yeah. an inappropriate chuds. It's like... Duh. Yeah. Just chuds that insist on making inappropriate contact. Uh, it's the worst. Other than Fucking Chinese creep sewer. Either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand. They're going to try to eat me. They are cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. It's in the name, but, literally. Yeah. But, like, they try to, like, rub your back a little first. Wait a minute. That's way worse. That's gross. But if... Doesn't that mean they would just eat other chuds? They probably do that, too. But the humanoid is what makes them... Yeah, I guess that's... You're right. If you're a cannibalistic humanoid, anything that is humanoid, you would eat. Yeah. I think I think the chuds are human, maybe. Dude, I know. I haven't seen the movie since I was a kid, but they didn't look human no. to me back then. They well, they've been scary. living underground for a long time. They're also humanoid. They seemed more human in uh, Chud 2, Bud the Chud. I didn't see that. Is that it, a thing? It, it was a real thing. It's not good. They, they're basically <laughs> just zombies in that. Oh. Yeah, Bud the Chud. Not, not cool. Bud the Chud. That sounds bad. <laughs> okay, so what was your favorite panel? Again, I had a... Uh, a couple choices uh, on page three the one where the the Loch Ness monster shows up and it's like uh, eating things or, or trying to knock yeah. their boat over and it's really this dynamic like lots is going on but the uh, e- it's it's eating a salmon net and the, the sound <laughs> effect for that is Kruma Kruma K-R-U-M-M-A that's pretty good Kruma Kruma <laughs> eating salmon Kruma Kruma it's like oh, that's why, pretty why good why you gonna kill that thing man it's kinda cute yeah. It's not trying to hurt you. It's just big and clumsy. <laughs> How about you? Did you get some? Uh, yeah, my I I loved. Animals. So when they tried to find Aqualad's whereabouts the first time, there's a scene where they call Aquaman to try to find him, uh, and the it's just Aquaman picking up this golden telephone that's in the middle of a statue of two gold dolphins, and there's this giant flat screen TV behind him. Shellfish. Yeah, Shellavision. It, it describes the process, but it says, Soon from an ordinary phone booth, a specially coded number flashes over the transatlantic cable, triggering a special circuit relay via a smaller cable to a shimmering undersea city, where, in a room fit for a king, a hand reaches to answer a sonorous ring. Such a flowery description of... So Robin calls Aquaman, and you just see Aquaman's hand reaching for this incredibly fancy especially for 1972 telephone mm-hmm. and i really enjoy that yep. yeah pros. you only see his hand too mm-hmm. um, but you know who it is right away from yeah the, 
Scaly gloves. Well, who the fuck else is going to have a golden dolphin telephone? Liberace, maybe, but he's not going to be wearing a glove like that, probably. Mm, yeah, not like that. Maybe not green. Yeah, not with orange scale mail next to it. Yeah. Because no. you see a little bit that's of the scale gives it away. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's either Liberace or Aquaman. Well, and he's a king. Liberace wasn't a king. <laughs> Corey, we've been over this. Um, favorite for you? Uh, yeah, I had a, another one, which is... There's two, two actually, but one, uh, page 13, which is when... The Titans bump into Aqualad and his new girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, he, he makes a quip about, like, she's not going to be able to get along without his uh, masculine That's attention. nice. That's I, I like that whole turn of phrase, but also, like, the way he's kind of flirting with her. It's it's nice. It it's rings the kind most of true. confident, I think, that I've ever seen him, though. Yeah. In, in any and, and it's nice. Moment. And I feel bad that it's due to enchantment. And mm-hmm. when the enchantment's gone, is he just going to be like, hey, where'd Nurka go? Like, how deep yeah. does that not remembering go? Yeah, will he remember? Yeah, he does. I'm just going to read his his dialogue. He's like, help my old teammates battle some underwater weirdos. Groovy. Nurka, you'll have to do without my overwhelming masculine attention for a few days. And she giggles and goes, I'll survive, bashful. Mm -hmm. It's really sweet, actually. I feel so bad for that kid. Yeah, I think he's not going to remember her at all. Ah, That's for the best. Probably. Poor fella. Another panel that I really liked was the, uh, as I mentioned before, is Aqualad calling for the underwater DDT and co- creating the whirlpool. Just when he twirls his finger around and creates a whirlpool, he's got those sea strengthened limbs. Oh, yeah. Pretty impressive. Indeed. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Do you have any others? Uh, yeah, I just one last panel, which is on page 10, when, um, when Robin drops the bomb. It's like, dude, I think Aqualad tried to kill us and it's everybody's face all at the same time turning and be like Aqualad? Yeah. And giant red letters and they all look horrified and surprised. Yeah. They treat Aqualad's strength really inconsistently in this too. Because like I said, he's able to create a whirlpool by twirling his finger. Mm -hmm. And then later Mal, and I get that Mal is a pretty strong guy, but his limbs are not sea strengthened. He is able to restrain Aqualad and keep him aboard the vessel and keep him from running to Nurka when that is what he wants to do with every fiber of his being. And that just did not ring true. I had the same thought. Yeah. Mm. Unsettling. Yep. But maybe subconsciously he knew it was the wrong thing. Uh, It's tough to tell how these enchantment things work. Yeah, no, I think he was pretty deeply affected by it. Yeah, well, he definitely was deeply affected, just because, God, he fucking murdered a guy. There's, if the Titans ever uncover all of their secret memories, or, like, have, like, a group therapy thing where they all actually tell each other all of the shit that they've been hiding from each other forever, it's gonna be so weird. Could they do, like, an ayahuasca ceremony? Yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, so... The Loch Ness Monster's real, and I think he's kind of sexy, and I met him, and he helped me out one time. Okay, I went to Limbo and battled the Gargoyle, and you guys were all phantom menaces and tried to kill me. dicks. Okay, well, we saved the Queen's Jewels while you were locked in a dungeon. Oh, um, what? Wonder Girl killed a cat. <laughs> With, with, like, a weird little contraption to strangle. Yeah. Which Wonder is... Girl used a special cat noose to murder a cat. Yeah, well, Aqualad killed a guy. And it's just, it's like, just like, dead what? silence yeah, just... after that. <laughs> Not cool, Wonder Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's going to be a hell of a... 
a thing if that ever comes out. Fortunately, I think that Crisis on Infinite Earth wiped out most of this shit from having happened. So, Clean before clear. they ever learned about having done it. That's for the best. Yeah, and Mal never told anybody about his fight with the gargoyle either. Mm-hmm. Mal and Robin should at least sit down and be like, so, uh, this gargoyle guy. Yeah. Oh, you know about him too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to limbo when he yelled at me. Hey, then he ran away. It was weird. <laughs> I had to use a computer. Yeah, I broke his ring with some tiny pliers. I was like, oh, good one. If he comes back, do that. Yeah. Time. Just, just show him the pliers. Just get out some tiny pliers and he'll just freak the fuck out. Doesn't like that. Dude, we should limbo under some giant pliers if we <laughs> ever see him. It'll just destroy that dude. Alright. Well, I think we've done an okay job here. Favorite Titan. Favorite Titan. Oh boy. It's Shit. a tough it's It a is tough a one. tough one. Like Kid Flash does some cool stuff. I like that he saved the boatload of people from becoming thralls of the Moray Earl. But I don't like that he called Aqualad Gilhead. Mm-hmm. So I think he's out of the running for me. Wonder Girl didn't really do very much. Very little. I think. I, I mean, God, I really want to. I can't justify giving it to Aqualad. He murdered a guy. Yeah, can't do and it. And didn't really do anything good. Can't do it. I'm going to go with Mal. He had some pretty good dialogue. He went scuba diving twice. And he restrained a lad with sea strength and limbs. Who are you going with? Are you going Robin? Uh, no, I, I went, despite the Gilhead comment, with Kid Flash because he did save, like, a shitload of kids from becoming thralls. Yeah, but you gotta balance that. And saved also, a, uh... Saved a boatload of... A literal boatload of children versus was impolite to Aqualad. And also shackled him. Yeah, he did shackle him, too. But he kind of needed shackling. It was tough love. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Kid Flash. He also did try to murder the Loch Ness Monster. It turned out it wasn't actually the Loch Ness Monster. That's a a whole murder thing, too, is a tricky term to throw around. Because, you know, generally that's like a species-to-species thing. Whatever, Mr. Anthropology. I don't want you to justify murdering the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. I don't want to do that either. Good. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Murder bad. Murder is bad. Whether it's a person, or a, a chud, or the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. I take it back. You can kill chuds. Especially if they're trying to eat you. Yeah. Or if they're trying to make Bud the Chud. It's a really bad movie. Or any other sequels. Uh, I would not mind a chud's reboot. Do you think one's in the works? Uh, Big budget Chud reboot? Oh, big budget Chud. (laughs) Let's just call it that. (laughs) BBC. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a delight. If you would like to contact us, please do so at ttwasteland at (laughs) gmail.com. The Tumblr page, the Facebook page. And yeah, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, maybe not about this episode. That would be great. Yeah, thank you. We've gotten some really nice feedback lately, and I love getting it, and I love hearing from you guys. Uh, If you feel like donating, uh, there's a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash ttwasteland. Yeah, thanks for listening. (laughs) And sorry. Yeah, and sorry. And stay tuned next week. For big budget chat reboot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they-
like to contact us please do so at we've done this 44 times ttwasteland at gmail.com <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>